Can everyone hear me? Okay, there we go. <laughs> wow, church seems small until you get up here. <laughs> well, our story um, starts way back in 2008 uh, when we were married during the worst uh, snowstorm of the winter. Um, and we had always talked about starting a family. Um, when we were first married, it, it wasn't the time. Uh, both of us, uh, Danelle had work. It was kind of the depths of the recession and uh, it was really difficult for me to find work. Um, after enough time had passed, I eventually uh, found steady work um, and we bought a house and we decided that it was time. Um, so we tried for about a year and nothing happened. So after two years of trying, nothing had happened. And so we decided to seek medical advice and, and try to see if we could figure out, you know, maybe there's something that we can do. Um, maybe, I don't know, we, we just didn't know. So <clears throat> we went to the doctor and, uh, in 2013, and they told us that it wasn't impossible for us to have kids, but uh, it was, statistically unlikely, uh, which is, so you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> uh, so we um, decided to pursue some medical options and we tried for, um, what was it, another year? And still nothing happened. It was really difficult time. <laughs> At, <clears throat> sorry. At first, you have so many words to uh, to say to God when, um, with your heart's desire, and over time, <clears throat> we just kind of ran out of words. Um, it was really difficult to pray, um, and so along that path. There are so many wonderful families in this church uh, who've adopted, and um, we've had a lot of those kids in our, our Sunday school class. And so, you know, we had thought about that from the when we first started having difficulties, and so we, we prayed about it and we made that decision. Okay, so you know, if we if we can't make our own, then we'll adopt and. So we started um, on that journey in 2015 with all of the paperwork and the interviews and they, they ask you so many questions and just a, a lot of work up front to get ready um, for an adoption. And um, out of the blue, uh, 2016, we were just about ready to have our home study, which, yeah, we were three days in, in front of, so if, those of you who aren't familiar with adoption, um, after your home study is completed, that's the point where you are, you're ready, you're a waiting family. Mm -hmm. And three days before we were supposed to um, have that home study, we found out that, that we were pregnant. And <laughs> we were euphoric. <laughs> we were so euphoric. Um, and just, you know, oh, God answered our prayer. It's, it's an amazing thing. Um, and we went to that, that first doctor visit, and it wasn't just uh, one, it was twins, um, which was just, I was stunned, <laughs> absolutely stunned. 
Um, and they, we had the ultrasound, and there was kind of some indication that, oh, it looks like you're maybe a little further behind than we think. You know, come back in a week, and we'll, we'll do another ultrasound. And so we prayed a lot during that week. We were, you know, we're both very uncertain, um, just kind of uh, very hopeful that, you know, everything was going to be okay. And when we actually went to our appointment, <clears throat> we found out that we were going to miscarry. And it's such a, oh, it's so hard to describe. We were ready. We, we had, you know, kind of given up on that dream. Um, and to, to miscarry at that point, we just... It was, it was so hard because we had thought that we had let go and that we were, we were ready to carry on, you know, we were ready to adopt a kid. And why, why? It was, we just could not, it was so hard for us to wrap our heads around it. Um, and so it took, it took some time. Um, we kind of paused our adoption process and we just needed that time to kind of grieve a little bit. I don't, I think statistically, I think it's every woman, one in like four, will have a miscarriage. Um, whether or not it's known or unknown, it just happens. So a lot of you can understand that grief. And for us though, it just made us numb. We were confused and hurt. And it felt like this pregnancy was just this gift from God. It was so timed. It seemed just perfect um, because home studies at the end of it, you have a real monetary fee that's due. And you think though that's very low on the totem pole and you just thought though God planned it right then. And then this gift was gone. We knew about this gift was only six weeks. So it wasn't necessarily the, you grieve the child but you're more bewildered at what are you doing God? Why did you do this, God? Um, I know all things are father filtered, but we were on this path. We had given up hope of a biological child, and we were content, accepting, and excited to be on the path of adoption. Why did you even allow us to get pregnant? <coughs> I would love to say I heard the answer to that, but I never did. That summer, as Nathan said, was a huge struggle for us. Um, we would sit down to pray, try to talk out this hurt, and we struggled to find even words. The question of why, Lord, seemed so vast, it created a void where there was just silence. Uh, we could still find joy in singing here. We could still worship together with our church family, read the scripture, teach Sunday school, and we could find joy in this, but we just struggled to find how to talk to God about this hurt that felt like he just, everything is part of his plan. And you trust that, but you had a hard time figuring out what was the plan, because we thought we were in it. So, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And the hurting that this pregnancy caused, I knew, was part of his plan. I just didn't know yet, or even still to this day, exactly why. 
but it wasn't until one day at church, I think it was in June of that year, um, just like a month after we miscarried, a woman shared her testimony of what God had been doing in her life, how her struggle with infertility adopted three children and then later in life had an atopic pregnancy that put her health in a tailspin for a period of time. It was at that sermon, at that hearing her testimony, it brought healing in my heart because this woman knew the path and she yet could overflow scripture and through that testimony it allowed me to heal to start my encouragement to you who are in the pew right now that if you have a hurt so great so heavy on your heart that you find you can't talk to god about it surround yourself with the people of god and through their life in their ministry to you and you to them, God can bring healing. You may not understand the whys, but he can heal. If you withdraw and become uninvolved, there's no healing. Only bitterness can happen or the healing is so slow. So stay connected. By fall, we were again ready to pray, God, where are you leading us? Trying to make sense of the last few months, we wondered, was this God saying, try one more time? Um, to have this child. Medically speaking, there's an increase of 10 to 15% um, by having one pregnancy that you'll most likely get pregnant again. So we thought we would try another series of medication. And on December 24th, 2016, God again said, no, this is not my plan for you. During this time of miscarriage and trial of medication, we have been on hold with our adoption agency, as Nathan mentioned, and in March of 2017, um, we were ready to let them know we were ready to get finished with our home study. But lo and behold, our caseworker had retired in January. Uh, this created a little bit of a caveat um, where we needed to repeat all of our interviews. And many of you do not know what that entails. As Nathan said, it is hours. It is five hours of interviewing him and I together, interviewing him individually, interviewing me individually, and then coming to your house and visiting with you, answering questions such as, why do you want to become a parent? Have any of you thought of that before? Most of the time you're just like, oh, this is a natural part of being a family. To articulate that gets a little bit thoughtful. Um, but by August of 2017, we finally finished, and we are awaiting family. From 2017 of September to May of 2018, we waited. Um, we had 18 inquiries into our profile during that time. All of them ended up choosing another family or not choosing to make an adoption plan. I would like to say that waiting is easy. It's not. It is so not. I would like to say that it's easier than trying to get pregnant um, and not seeing that plus sign on that test strip, but it's hard in its own way. It's a time where you doubt yourself, where you say, what's wrong with us? Um, is our profile book, is our website not informative enough? Do we not have professional fixtures on there? Should we do that so it's more eye-catching? These silly questions, they just run through your hide, or your mind and they wear on your heart. 
At the beginning of May 2018, we got a phone call from a friend who knew of an adoption situation. The situation had social dynamics that made it pretty tenuous. And let me sidestep and pause in our story. Adoption is a beautiful thing, but it is beautifully messy. These children are innocent of the situation that surrounds their beginnings. But even with infant adoption, this story, this mess, will be a part of their life, understanding their beginnings, possible health, mental challenges, or just the continued stickiness of interacting with their biological family. So I want you to know this kind of reflects a little bit about our relationship with Christ. We're messy people, and yet Christ, Jesus, still yet died on the cross for you so you could be adopted into God's family and God chose you to be his child despite your mess, your intentional mess of sin. So just this caveat, adoption is beautiful. Don't be afraid of it, but it's just a little messy and it's okay. Despite the initial uncertainty of the situation that we were presented, Nathan and I said, we prayed about it and we said we'd be willing to meet this birth mom. We met the mom and it looked positive. Um, so we went ahead and started looking for a lawyer um, as this adoption would be outside of her agency. We started looking at the laws surrounding what would be a contested adoption on the paternal side and we just started getting ready. Our house in order, that pile of Goodwill stuff that y'all have somewhere sitting around your house, we actually took to Goodwill. Um, we cleaned up our spare bedroom. We got our car seat out and just made sure we knew how to fit it inside of our car. However, on June 6th, about a week before the baby was due, the birth mom changed her mind. Again, this question of why God? Why? There are so many people praying for this situation. Why did you say no? But he did. He said, no, not this one. August of 2018. We hit one year of waiting, the renewal of our home study, and a visit that we heard some statistics that just broke my heart. We reviewed 23 times in one year. This brought doubt in my heart that we were on the right path and reflection again, wondering if God was gonna lead us down a different one. We considered foster care way back at the very beginning of the process, but my job did not allow for me to be flexible as I felt I needed to be for the foster care needs. However, presently at that time, it was looking like I was gonna be transitioning to a part-time position. So again, that thought of what are you developing here, Lord? What's your path? And we continued to pray. So on October 3rd, 2018, Wednesday, I was in the back getting ready for big life in that copy room. And Pastor Clint has a very good way of like finding you in the church no matter where you are. And he started off the conversation, which I've heard think that many of you have had this leading question, how's your heart to know? We shared and at the end of the conversation, he just sat in this chair and stared at me. And I'm sitting here like, what's next? And he goes, Danelle, I'm not sure if I should share this or not, but I've been praying for you and Nate and the Holy Spirit when I pray for you just jumps with excitement. And I think God is going to do something soon, real soon. 
Now, folks, what do you say to that except for a thank you and I hope so too? So that's what I did. Four days later, on Sunday, we were approached by a family, uh, our church member that does a foster parent about two little girls that needed a permanent home. Nathan and I went home and we prayed again. I think we had been slowly letting go of this hope um, and thought process that God's plan was a domestic infant adoption. And we prayed, God, lead us into what path you would have us to be. And we, on Monday, October 8th, 2018, received their profiles and just prayed so hard, God, make it clear. And the next day, Tuesday, the very next day, Tuesday, at 4.45, I was at work wrapping up, and I checked my phone, and I had a voicemail from my caseworker. Our caseworker has sent so many text messages and so many emails over many years, but I had never gotten a voicemail message. Here's the deal, folk. I saw that voicemail message. I clocked out of work, and I went down to the conference room, and I called her back. She answered the phone with, Danelle, there was this mom who went into the hospital on Monday. She delivered a little girl. She called the agency wanting to make an adoption plan. We met with her this morning and reviewed the profiles, and she selected you and Nathan. She would like to meet you tomorrow at 10 a.m., and if all goes well, you're going to go home with the baby afterwards, so make sure you bring your car seat. I knew I was going to do this. To say the least, my world was rocked would be inadequate. But I said, okay. I actually said a lot of okays during that conversation. Okay, I need to talk to Nathan. I'm sure he's going to say yes. But uh, he's fishing out in Rockford, and he normally doesn't have his phone, so I may need to drive to Rockford and go to every road that connects with the river and honk my horn and go find him. <laughs> so give me till 7, and then I'll let you know. Uh, caseworker started laughing at this as well with the reply this is it's not about you folks okay it's not about you the reason why this birth mom chose us from her standpoint it was literally because she fished with her dad and had the best memories fishing with her father and she wanted that for her daughter. She chose us for this. God had a different plan, but that was her thought, her lead-in. The summary of the next 24 hours is amazingly lengthy for such a short period of time. And if you want to hear all of that story, you come find me at any time. I'm so happy to share. Um, but exactly almost 24 hours later on Wednesday at 4 o'clock, one week after Pastor Clint talked to us, we brought Kayla Marie home. Almost three years had went by from when we started our application process to signing our guardianship papers. Through a lot of heartache, doubt, bewilderment, and yet the reassuring peace that God's got it all covered. We can now easily look back and say 100% that God chose us for Kayla and her birth mom and us for them.
The specifics of why Kayla and why it's her birth mom is yet to be seen, but being faithful to all that great God has greatly blessed us, I know we will see his plan. And I leave you with some thoughts. I did a study way back before we even started the adoption process. A friend had given me a recommendation on, and it was on the life of Esther. In the book of Esther, God's name is never mentioned. But if you read that book, you can see his hand. And as Esther is a, uh, was orphaned at a young age, raised by her uncle, taken for a king for God to use for such a time as this, the path that God will lead you on may not be easy, but trust, trust that it leads you to where God can most greatly bless you. My life verse, and I think for many, because um, God knows what we need, and he put this verse in the Bible for all of you to read, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds. And that's in Philippians. So folks, whatever you're going through, whether or not it makes sense or not, God may not be telling you that exact next step, but he has words of wisdom. He has words of promise. He says, follow me. Trust me. I have a plan for you. So just keep walking and don't walk away. Keep walking towards him. He's got it. Just got trust for him. So thank you for listening. Oh, you have it.